Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever it is, wherever you are, I'm Aaron Asensio, alongside Ryan Cutchin, and you are listening to the Poorly Informed Sports Show. People, welcome to another episode of the Poorly Informed Sports Show. Welcome. I guess I already said that in the intro. I just like to be redundant. I like to be redundant. <laughs> All right, folks. Nuggets on the docket right now. Um, didn't they just fall to like out of the like? Didn't they fall into the play-in tournament and out of the guaranteed playoff yeah. spots? Yeah. So right now, at this moment, the Nuggets are t- actually at this moment. I'm not sure because uh, the team they're tied with is playing. But the Nuggets are 42 and 30, so they're sitting at the seven seed. They are tied with the six seed, who's Minnesota. Um, oh, and Minnesota is hot right now. They're yeah. nine and one in their last ten. Well, they started out the season not very great, and so if you look at and I hate to do that, like, but if you look at if you take away their first month, but I mean seriously, like something clicked with Minnesota. Yeah, they're playing with an attitude, you know, kind of led by. Um, in, not in terms of play necessarily, but just attitude. Patrick Beverly, um, and I know well, and from experience that can be frightening. Cat is turning into um, kind of the guy everyone thought he would be when he yeah, was drafted. It took him a um, while, but I got to admit, like maybe it's because the Timberwolves fell behind the Nuggets um, in, in terms of like you know team development. They were kind of in the same place. They were both crappy, getting good at the same time, and then the Timberwolves kind of like petered off so i don't hate him as much as i did a couple of years ago um i'm kind of enjoying watching cat like from afar i haven't actually watched any timberwolves games but i have reading about him like it's fun i mean how many people and and, like i don't claim to be like as as um as good at judging talent in the nba as i would call myself in baseball and i don't even think i'm that great in baseball but like how many people now if you had the option would you take Carl Anthony Towns, or would you take Anthony Davis? Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, a lot of people might pick Cat. I would hope frankly. so. Frankly, I mean, I mean I... even if just because of the injury issues, yep. right? Yeah, that was the so... first thing that... Ability, uh, availability is the best ability. Yep. I trip all over that idiom. I like that. <laughs> um, all right, so the Wolves, thankfully for the Nuggets, have a tough stretch their next handful of games. They're playing uh, the Mavericks, the Suns, the Mavericks again. The Celtics, the Raptors, and then the Nuggets. The Nuggets, during that stretch, play the Clippers tomorrow night. Suns, Thunder, Hornets, Pacers, and then obviously the Timberwolves. So circle that game. Nuggets and Timberwolves could be... Is that in Denver? I believe it is. And is either team... And I don't mean to put you on the spot, because you probably don't know off the top of your head. Is either team coming off a back-to-back? Oh, I am not sure. I should have looked into that. that. That would be interesting, because... Um, man, that would be a fun game to go to. You said it was in Denver? Yeah, it's in Denver, and the Nuggets are coming off a of back-to-back. Oof. No, they're not. No, they're not. Sorry, I'm an idiot. March has 31 days. <laughs> I always um, forget. Wait, let me count on my hand. Yeah. Uh, you gotta do, like, the oh, wait, the thing. knuckles. That's right, yeah. <laughs> wait, so February has 30? Wait, no. Wait, okay. <laughs> Poorly informed month show. So, what I'm hoping for is for the rumors from late last week to come true. What are those? They say deep in the forests of Colorado. Deep in the forest, Colorado. They say 
Jamal Murray and MPJ could return. Actually, the rumor that was said on the Altitude broadcast late last week. I don't remember who they were playing. I think it was Friday night. They said Jamal Murray could be back this week. Why then? This why then did I just see a tweet today that said, "Do not expect Jamal Murray back anytime soon." Did you really? I did, and I don't know where it was from. I probably should have liked the tweet to bring it up with you, but I assumed it would just be one of those big things that was announced. See, I missed that um, today. I really wasn't on after being on Twitter all week. Last week, I haven't. You've really been on fire today. on Twitter. <laughs> we gained a follower, dude. Let's go. One follower. Let's go. Anyway, but yeah, I heard. I and, and you know, it was a headline thing, so I didn't read into the article. You know, I, I am um, kind of shocked to hear that that was what the Nuggets broadcast was kind of. Yep. So putting so, out there, uh, Chris Dempsey, who works for Altitude uh, TV, uh, I guess radio too, whatever. Um, Altitude Sports. Uh, he said during the Nuggets broadcast. Um, that Jamal Murray, and this wasn't him speculating. He was like saying that he had a source saying that Jamal Murray could return during this homestand that the Nuggets are one game into right now. So they're at home this week. Um, he's already been ruled out for tomorrow night's game, as has Michael Porter Jr. Um, but Jamal seems like he's getting close. He was assigned to Grand Rapids last week. For, but he's only practiced, right? Yeah, so some scrimmages with um, with the G League team. But, I mean, that's a full-on practice with high-level players. It's not NBA, and it's not live. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, full, not on the it's floor. full contact with professionals. Um, right. So, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, could he be coming back? Now, that was Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. Last week that he was uh he was practicing. Um the same report about Murray getting assigned said that MPJ was not assigned to Grand Rapids because he's closer, quote, closer to returning than Jamal is. So And that's what you had kind of mentioned to me, I think, in the last episode, right? Was that MPJ MPJ was actually kind of um on that excitement scale where people were starting to get ready to get, yeah, and to he get was supposed to be for, for his return. He was supposed to be assigned to Grand Rapids last time that we recorded. Uh, and then they backed off of it and they said, you know what? He's ready to go sooner than we thought. Obviously, he's still not back. Like I said, he's already been ruled out for tomorrow night's game. But I don't know, man. At a time right now where the Nuggets are slumping at the worst time of the year, um, you know, Aaron Gordon has been off a little bit. Um, how does, as someone that doesn't, you know, follow Nuggets fandom super closely, is he off to the point where there's actually like, um, not, I don't want to say fan hate, but a little bit of, um, concern there? Like, are the fans kind of wearing down on Gordon? Because I know like there were a lot of Gary Harris fans. Obviously we talk about your wife. Um, how are, how are people feeling about him? Because he hasn't. I mean, has he really had his, like, coming out moment on the Nuggets? Like, has he really ever now, carried a game? Unfortunately, that... it was when uh, when the Nuggets first traded for him. And his last three games, he has 14, 20, and 13. So he's bouncing back a little bit. Uh, even March 6th against the Pelicans had 28. Um, so it's sporadic with him, which is kind of... 
I'd be the curious, and, and you might not know, um, given that altitude sucks and no one can watch the games. Like, I wonder if that's more matchup based in terms of his opponent, or if it's based on who is playing with him. Right, like I don't remember him being super impressive when we went to that game that mm-hmm. Nicola sat. That was one of his really bad nights, honestly. Um, he did put up twelve that night. Yeah, but um, it was Boogie that carried. carried absolutely carried the 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 win. Yeah, and um, without Jokic in that game, it should have been. Um, should have been wide open for him to just have the green light to score. I yeah. mean, I. It should have been him and and uh, Barton. Barton hit a couple of threes, but like overall was unimpressive and kind of has been Barton's Barton's a sore point. So it sounds like both him and Gordon are sore points right now. Yeah. But a dude who is not a sore point and my new favorite nugget, not named Nicole Jokic or Jamal Murray is Bones. Yes. I have seen his Twitter blow up. Like I don't even follow the nuggets. Like I do follow you, but I just see like, I'm now seeing constant bones tweets. Bonus bones is so fun on Twitter. He was getting in an argument with Katie Wingy. Ooh, I might might start. I might start something here with you. I'm not sure where you stand on this. He was with Katie. He was arguing with Katie and I am fully on bones side on this one. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. I love it on pizza. In fact, <laughs> um, just on Sunday, I uh, went to the fine Ghost Box Pizza establishment here in Lafayette, Colorado, and I ordered the Ghost Pig, which does, in fact, include pineapple, and it was delicious. You're pushing for that uh, sponsorship there. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take Katie's side. Sorry, right. Bones. Well, I stand with Bones, man. Um, Bones in his last 10 games, he's averaging... About 20 minutes a game, so he's seeing some good time. Um, 11.9 points per game. He's shooting 50% from the field, which is... 50% from the field is like not that good, right? Or not that bad? What is it? I'd be more curious to know what his like, true shooting is in three-point percentage. So his three-point percentage is 50%. <laughs> which is ridiculous. That's not sustainable, but that's impressive. Not at all, but but this like, like I said, we're slumping right now. Yeah. And here comes this 24-year-old rookie... Is he 24? He might be younger than that. Here comes this rookie, though. Um, like, okay, I'm here for this. That sounds so. perfect with Jokic, too, to just have someone that can catch and shoot. I mean, I don't know. To be he's fair, 21, I don't know how many of those shots he's creating and how many are catch and shoot, but, I mean, yeah. Um, that yeah, was... and I haven't watched enough games. I've watched a handful over the last couple of weeks, but uh, not enough to be able to answer that for you. And that was the Elijah one, bread and butter, right back in the day. It was all the three-point shooters he had around him. Yeah. Including guys like Kenny Smith, you know, that I could see Bones kind of being in his ilk. And Jokic and Hakeem's ilk. So, so yeah, man. Interesting. I, the, the Nuggets need to get some stuff together. Yeah, sounds and... like they're kind of limping along, but they're not, they're not tanking down low right now. But they're right. just kind of treading water. Yeah, and they're 6-4 and four in their last uh, 10 games. So not fantastic, not bad. Um, but when you have Minnesota doing what they're doing, like we said, right, it's problematic. Yeah, yeah. It's just it seems like things are catching up to them at an inopportune time. Is there any sign um, that that Yoke is fatigued? Yeah, I'm. I'm really not sure. He had a rough night uh, last night, I believe, against um, against the Celtics. Uh, Everyone has a rough night against Boston these days. Yeah, that so team is, it, it, I think, favored by five thirty-eight to win the finals right now. Okay, so that makes me feel a little bit better about yeah. getting blown out by twenty by them. 
Um, but we still got blown out by 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully the Nuggets can get those dudes back. Hopefully Bones can continue on his trajectory. Uh, and hopefully this tough stretch that the Wolves have coming up um, will will kind of let the Nuggets gain some ground because the Nuggets have been in a tough stretch. Um, the Clippers should win it. Uh, the Suns, that's going to be a tough well, I, one. I, with the Clippers, what I don't know, and this is just part of me being a Rockets fan right now where it's just so tough to focus on the NBA with for too long without being sad, um, <laughs> uh, is like, I don't know what the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard timeline is because, you know, they've been playing without their best two players for a while. Um, and yeah, they're, st- have, they're still better than the Lakers, which is hilarious. I have genuinely no idea. Um, my greatest hope is that San Antonio catches up with the Lakers, by the way. And pushes the Lakers out of even the play-in. That would game. be the most like Greg Popovich thing ever so to do. Um, San Antonio is a couple games behind, and we are down to the final ten games of the season for for the Nuggets. That explains why I saw uh, that the Rockets were officially eliminated from postseason contention. Sorry, dude. Thank God. Oh, that's right. You're you're yeah yeah. I want them to lose competitively, which which they're doing. Well, they're losing. Oh. <laughs> all right. So that's that's all I've got for the Nuggets. We're going to jump on actually not straight into the Broncos. Okay. I'm throwing a curveball at you. Hmm, while I was waiting curveball, I heard the trash can bang. <laughs> we are going to take a whip around the AFC West. I just tripped on my word and I like am hung up on how weird my A just sounded. <laughs> We're going to take a look around the AFC I, West. IFC, Let me re-say it. <laughs> IFC West. Um, obviously, two weeks ago, the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. Um, in a way, that sparked an arms race in the AFC West. Did it? I haven't heard of anything that happened since then. Well, let's be but real. But I also don't follow, so. Let's be real. The Nothing that broke Twitter to the point where I would hear it, though. Yeah, like some big stuff, um, but not groundbreaking like Russell Wilson. So it's funny that I frame it as Russell Wilson starting the arms race because really Wilson was part of the arms race trying to keep up with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, turns out they're really damn good. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, interestingly, though, I don't think they have gotten significantly better and they may have even taken a small step back in this free agency period in the NFL. Okay. And this is after what, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my kind of like 10,000 foot view of the NFL, where I did try to pay attention last year, consensus seemed to be they underperformed last year. So if they underperformed, we don't know yet. I'm not making any assertions as to whether that is a, um, a real thing or not. Could have just been unlucky, but now you're saying they took another step back. So they, they did really underperform early last year. Uh, they kind of got it together and improved. Um, and obviously fell short of the Super Bowl, but they were right there. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, a lot of teams would take their season for being Absolutely, yeah. I mean, hell, if that was the Broncos' result this year, I'd be stoked. Yeah. Um, so the, the only couple of big things that the Chiefs have done that, that really jumped out at me, and I, I tried to look at it last night and didn't find anything else, um, it appears as of right now that they have lost Tyran Matthew, the oh, honey badger. Wow. Yes. He still has not signed with anybody. So there's a 
possibility he free could go agency back. been open? Uh, about a week. Okay. Um, so there's a possibility he could return to Kansas City. Uh, I'm not going to celebrate too much yet. Actually, if the Broncos brought him in, it would be pretty darn sweet. I think he'd be very dangerous next to Justin Simmons in the defensive secondary, but I, I don't really see it happening. The Broncos have other bigger needs um, and not a ton of cap space. I was going to say it sounds like he'd be pretty expensive. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like The longer free agency drags out, the, the less it seems like he'll get. Um, see Carlos Correa. <laughs> But it looks like he's not returning to the Chiefs, so that's a blow against them. Uh, they did sign former Pittsburgh Steelers receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. And I'm proud of myself for getting... Hey, that's one for our... Is for he, our yeah, I was going to say, is he friends with warming? <laughs> see our last episode. Um, see it? Listen to it. Don't see it. Please don't see it. You I, don't want to, I have a face for podcasting. I can verb. I promise. <laughs> uh, they... Did apparently restructure Tyreek Hill's contract so they could get under the cap because then they signed Juju. Um, those are the only big moves they made, dude. And it's like, okay, you got another dangerous receiver. Like, how much well, more do, scared yeah, of your and offense this is can where, I be? You know, it'd be interesting for me to to um, jump into like, and I'm not going to do this live, but it'd be interesting for me to jump into like a fo- the Football Outsiders page where I nerd out and talk about DR and shit like that. <laughs> um, and actually see, you know, where, where were their needs? Because maybe, I don't know, maybe their defense was fine. This is their filling needs. Yeah, so they're overall, like, their defense needs help. Um, oh, okay. So the opposite. So 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 it's weird to, to watch them just, like, let Matthew go. I don't even know who they've got, like, behind him. Uh, but he was sort of like a leader for their defense. It seemed like he's, he seemed like the tone setter kind of guy. He was a Texan, right? I think that's where I know him from. Uh, yeah, yeah, he played in Houston. I yeah. Where did he go to college? I don't know that. I just remember him like from Houston Sports LSU? Twitter and people remember. liking him. Well, actually, I haven't pulled up. Look at this. He was like part he of the depression with like, uh, okay, there you go. So definitely a guy that would be loved in Houston. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just another part of why I'm not a Texans fan. By JJ. By Matthew. <laughs> Glad I'm not a fan. Um, okay, moving on in the AFC West. The Raiders have made some moves that make me nervous. Uh, hmm. okay. They signed because uh, they have the worst quarterback in the division now. Wouldn't isn't that pretty much? Yeah, accepted? they do. But he's the best worst quarterback <laughs> in any division, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, just slightly below like Herbert, or uh, I don't know how you'd rank him, but I don't know either, man. Okay. Um, I'm not like incredibly familiar with Russell Wilson. I know he's a really damn good quarterback. But it's pronounced Westbrook. Sorry. <laughs> Throwback. Don't do that to me. I can't You'll do that to you. Up. I can't do that to you. So anyway, the Raiders made some moves. They did. They uh, went out and signed Chandler Jones, who is a pass rusher. Uh, so he's going to be lining up opposite from Max Crosby, or maybe alongside, because Max Crosby is actually like a, a D end. And Jones is, I think, more of a stand-up rusher. So they could both come from the same side, which would definitely spell trouble. Um, but that is a scary pass rushing duo. Max Crosby is young. Chandler Jones is older, but those dudes, I mean, they could be very similar to DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller back in 2015. That's kind of a scary thought. Immediately following that signing, they traded the another pass rusher that they already had Yannick and 
to Indianapolis for cornerback Rock Yasin. Those are a pair of really cool names there, by I the know. way. Um, <laughs> we continue today's trend <laughs> of awesome names. So that bolsters their defensive secondary, which is not good uh, because in this division, you're going to have to be able to. I was going to say, it almost seems purposeful. Yeah. It's on their part. Like they're, they're building against their division. It bothers me. The Raiders apparently are doing smart things with Josh McDaniels as their head coach, by the way, like, no, thank you. I want them to be garbage and I want him to be stupid. Like he was when he was in Denver. Yeah. And it just doesn't look like they're doing it. Um, they made one of, I don't know. There were three huge deals that changed the, the AFC West. One was Russell Wilson. The next one was the Raiders trading for wide receiver Devonte Adams from green Bay. Adams is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. So they got, uh, Derek Carr, a really good weapon and, it's just another part of that arms race, keeping up with the offenses in the AFC West. So you shore up your defense, and then you add a lethal weapon on offense. Yep. I gave up a first and a second round pick to do it. That seems um, to be getting really popular. Like, did the Rams just, like, make that a thing, and now everyone's copying it? <laughs> the like, Rams. The Rams. Uh, like the Rams just seemed, it seemed like to me they were like, hey, you know the NBA? We're going to do that. So, like, so the Rams picks. had. Yes. Screw picks. The Rams had. Um, I think it was fans probably that came up with it. Uh, they said Les Snead, the Rams general manager, says F them picks. Yeah. And then at the Super Bowl parade, Les Snead was wearing a t-shirt that says F them picks. I did not know that. It was amazing. But also, I'm a draft Nick and I hate it. <laughs> I want to have draft picks. Well, you know, I'm a, I, was a, I am a Rockets fan. I was a Rockets fan under Daryl Morey, and he was definitely an F them picks kind of guy. So, yeah, it's it's a very similar sort of mindset. Um and hey, if it if it pays off for the Super Bowl, like I'd argue it's worth it. Flags fly forever. Exactly. Okay, so you've got the Rams making some serious or sorry, excuse me, the Raiders making some serious moves. Um yeah, the Chiefs probably taking a step back. Tiny step. Where do the Chargers stand? So the Chargers, I think outside of the Broncos, the Chargers have made the biggest and scariest moves. Oh, I was hoping you'd say they sat on their on their hands, but apparently not. Yeah. Um, their big one, right after the Broncos and Russell Wilson trade, I think it was the next day, the Chargers went out and traded for Khalil Mack. I do know that name, which when, is impressive for me. When Mack was uh, a prospect before the draft, I read his... Uh, draft profile i think it was on nfl.com and i I don't remember the writer but the person described him as a defensive vortex where plays go to die and i think he still lives up to it um seems like russ is gonna have a tough time in this division because the chargers have um hmm i'm confused i i'm so ashamed of myself i think it's joey bosa there's Joey and Nick. I believe Joey plays for the Chargers. Um, regardless, it's going to be Mac and Bosa rushing from opposite ends. Um, it's another killer pass rush duo in the AFC West. And, yeah, it, it's it's scary. 
as a Broncos fan with our brand new, I mean, old, but brand new shiny quarterback and like some Swiss cheese in front of him a little bit. Maybe. (laughs) I feel like my 10 and 7 prediction is becoming more and more um, realistic. Yeah. My uninformed, my poorly informed 10 and 7 prediction. Uh, They also uh, made a move similar to the Raiders went out and signed cornerback J.C. Jackson from New England. Um, so he'll shore up their secondary. Uh, they also went out and signed tight end Gerald Everett, uh, from Seattle. Uh, some people say he was like underutilized in Seattle. Uh, he did have more than 60 targets, uh, caught four touchdowns. Um, so if he was underutilized and still had that kind of production, um, with a competent offense, could be scary. Could be rough. Yeah. We could be looking at a, the next step from Herbert, which would be three consecutive years of proving you belong in the NFL, which is scary. <laughs> um, and yeah, this Gerald Everett could break out. Like, what's with this division, free, man? man? Like, is the rest of the AFC just like you know? If you're if you're the if you're the Bengals, the defending AFC champs, what are you doing right now? Like, are you just like, well, well the, we'll get into the playoffs and then it's just you know. One game. The, the Bengals flip. made some good signings, too. They did a okay. lot to uh, bolster their offensive line, which was their biggest area of need. Uh, yeah. Because Joe Burrow <laughs> Joe was Burrow running for his life all the time. <laughs> In the that dude wasn't young, he, he might be dead. Yeah. So the Broncos okay. need to take a page out of that book and go get themselves a right tackle. And but I think that's the biggest available? need left. So that's not a lot. The Any last trade targets. So you got free agency, no. you got the draft, and you got trade targets. Yeah, right. And that, anything reasonable there? Not really. Um, in the draft, yes, yeah, they can draft someone. But having a rookie quarterback, I mean, uh, but you got rid of that. tackle going up against uh, all of these <laughs> the horrifying West, pass yeah. rushers, and they don't have that number nine overall pick anymore, right? That went right. out the out the door with Ru- the Russ trade, right? So they they gave up number nine and number forty. So now they don't pick until number sixty four which is a pick that they acquired in the Von Miller trade. Um, so pick 64 and then again in the third round twice. Okay. So uh, the dude they're currently looking at, I think they met with him today, uh, Brandon Shell. He was the starting right tackle for most of the year last year in Seattle. So he's got some familiarity with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um Seems like everyone agrees he has, like, the right athleticism to work in this scheme that we're going to be viewing in Denver. Um, But they didn't have a very good offensive line last year in Seattle. No. And that's part of why Russ wanted That I do know. Yep. So, I did read one comment that says that uh, Wilson is the one that's, like, recruiting Shell. He's so, already recruited. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name. The guy that almost went to Dallas, right? Wasn't that a big? It was Russ. a different uh, defensive lineman, actually. That, okay, that so. Russ recruited. So, so y'all, Russell Wilson. We just keep throwing his name around like it's not a big deal anymore. But, dude, you seem um, you seem a little bit less hype than i don't know two weeks ago yeah isn't it stupid how fickle fans can be like a week and six days ago yeah Russell flipping wilson and but you have to be in this division yeah then all the other teams made all these moves and it's like uh uh-oh 
But look, I'm still hyped. We're still going to be in the mix for this division. Um, we still have the rest of free agency. We still have the draft to go. And we've made some moves. Um, um, first of all, I, I want to talk about Wilson just a little bit. I, I'm not going to get into any like stats or numbers or projections or anything like that. Uh, but he did have his um, introductory press conference last and the day before that i believe tuesday. he was visiting hospitals here in denver that's right so like, tuesday his first damn, day in denver talk about character talk about makeup and apparently he visits so it's children's hospital he goes every tuesday or did in seattle um and apparently will continue to do so here in denver like uh, you love to see it you love to see it on friday i think is when the deshaun watson trade went down that makes sense. Thursday, Friday, probably. Yeah. So I was sitting there. <laughs> the, the Browns doing things. Dude, I was sitting there and hearing about that trade, and it made me, like, not want to be an NFL fan, you know? Um, because Deshaun Watson is, pardon my French, he's fucking disgusting. With the guaranteed money, too? Yep. I mean, um, he could get convicted, like, on, what is it, like, 22 counts of mm-hmm. sexual assault and still be in, like, the 200,000 or 200 million yeah. range and, of guaranteed and, money. And they, they structured that deal to have a $1 million base salary for 2022, which means if he's found guilty and gets suspended, or even just gets suspended, he doesn't have to be found guilty in civil court by the way so he's not even going to do any jail time um if he misses games and he probably will be suspended he's going to be missing out on a million dollar salary instead of the following year it's going to be 20 or 30 some it's just disgusting and it grossed me out so much and i could not be more thankful to have that be the first thing you said about Russell Wilson is dude. He went to a hospital his first day in his town. First, yeah. You know, before he was introduced and he's wearing Navy blue and orange yeah. too while he's there. Like, like clearly not, he's clearly repping the team. Um, man, just talk about opposite in ends of the spectrum. Right. Like, and dude, sheesh. that, that stuff all adds up to the reason that I already have his Jersey ordered. Oh, let's go. What color? And, uh, I got the color rush. Is that the same as it has been with like the kind of the more block lettering? Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, the throwback style looking. See, I think I'm um, getting a I'm getting a modern orange uh, Williams nice. jersey. It'll be a good. I think that's my plan this year because I completely failed. A real one failed. or a DH gate one? Yeah, probably a DH gate one. That's uh, fair. FBI. I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, I failed with my Fant one clearly. On many levels, I got the wrong size, and now dude's in Seattle. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to try again. Uh, got to go orange because I have that blue Elway one. But, uh, yep. anyway, let's uh, let's not get distracted from the great person, actually, that is Russell Wilson. Yeah, man. And in the words of Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett, y'all, Russell Wilson, holy sh... Shit. Get excited. I don't think that's a problem for you. I think you've been excited. I'm pumped. I'm still pumped. Even I, I started to get not pumped, like talking about all the other moves around the AFC West. But yeah, you kind of you kind of wet my feathers a bit. I don't know. Like, I got. Is I that got, a term? I don't. Know. <laughs> I like it. I don't know if it is, but I'm here. I'm here. For I mean, it. unless I'm a duck, that sucks, right? <laughs> I don't know. All right, some like, other moves. Other moves the Broncos made. Uh, you mentioned uh, the guy from Dallas, uh, Randy Gregory, had a deal. Uh, agreed to a deal. 
with Dallas, went in to put paper to pen, pen to paper, pen whichever paper. way you, you prefer. You did that last time, too. It's great that you still do that. <laughs> um, Dallas, when he went, went in to sign, he found that Dallas had put in some fine print language that would have allowed them to void his guaranteed money if he was fined by the NFL. For any reason? For any reason. So wow. it's normal. Seems like Jerry Jones needs to work for Rob Manfred in the MLB. <laughs> it's it's normal, apparently, for teams to void your guarantees if you get suspended. But dudes but can get fine? fined for anything. Yeah. I mean... Like a taunting yeah. thing. Yeah. On sportsmanlike conduct or, or whatever, like, yeah, that's a fine. Now, the, the Cowboys have said that everyone on the team except... Dak Prescott has this same language in their contract. And if that's true, stop playing for the Cowboys. That's awful. That That's pretty bad. It feels predatory almost. I don't know. Anyway, um, when he's actually on the field, Randy Gregory puts up good production. The issue is he's only played in 44% of his eligible games in his six-year career. Health-related? Partially. But he's been suspended three times for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. Is it just like weed or something? It is weed, okay, and they don't well, test cares? for it anymore. Okay. So especially, who cares? Um, and what I will say, uh, he was apparently on the Cowboys leadership committee in 2021. I don't know really what that means, but it seems like he has matured a lot um, and has, has made himself into a leader. So... I'm cautiously optimistic. It wasn't the Von Miller trade. I mean, uh, signing, signing that, that we were yeah. all hoping yep. for. Um, well, no one's matching saw... that deal that freaking Buffalo exactly. put out there. No one's doing that. So, except Buffalo, apparently. But um, so and Broncos didn't, didn't Russ have a part in that in that deal, getting him over? Or not is that, that I know of? So okay. the next guy, DJ Jones, is a defensive tackle, formerly from San Francisco. Uh, he was actually offered more money by another team but said that he accepted less to come to Denver because of Russell Wilson. So I don't know if Russ actually like reached out to him and said, Hey dude, come here. Or, or if it was like, like, well, I have a contract and they signed or they traded for Russ. And like, yeah. why wouldn't I take that? I'm going to go chase, chase a ring, some postseason stuff, yeah. you know, um, Jones, not really a pass rusher. He's a huge run stopper. Uh, he's ridiculously athletic. There was a clip going around Twitter of him taking snaps under center. Well, not, he was like shotgun snaps. Um, and like scrambling around left to right and like flipping his hips and going in opposite directions. And this is a, I don't even have his, his, his <laughs> I don't have his size pulled up, but, uh, he's a big man. Let me give you one second to look this up. Because... I hope those knees hold up based on <laughs> What you're yeah, saying here. It was freaking me out I mean, watching watching the I just see like ACL tear in the future. See, he's six feet six feet tall, so he's the same height as me. Not enormous, but three hundred and four pounds. Yeah. Like that's a stout man. Yeah, that's not someone that's changing direction a lot without good amount of uh wear and tear yeah. on the body. Um his run stuff rate so the number of times he hit uh mm, oh you're gonna, look at this oh, look, look at, at this. this now you're gonna inform me of a stat let's go his and, run stuff rate okay so the number of times that he tackled a running a running like, back wait can, can i guess what this ball is carrier. Yeah. can i guess what this is is this the ability to 
um, personally stop a running back from getting past the line of scrimmage? Hmm. The personally part throws me off because I actually don't know how they would grade this if two two guys okay defensive tackles you know combine to make the that's tackle. how I would define like a stuff though is like behind the line of scrimmage or at the so, line of scrimmage. So that part you're right. Okay. It's 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 a stop at or behind the line of scrimmage. Okay. That you're um, involved in. His rate last year, at least for his position, was second best in the NFL. Oh wow! Behind only Aaron Donald, <laughs> who I think has a ring. I heard. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Actually, a report came out from the Athletic today. Uh, Urban Meyer, the infamous coach. Oh yeah, I'm well aware. Um, apparently, asked a staffer with Jacksonville, "Hey, who's this number 99 guy? I heard we should. Uh, I heard he could <laughs> cause some problems for us." And he didn't say it in a tongue-in-cheek, oh, everyone knows serious. who Aaron Donald is. He wasn't sure who Aaron freaking Donald was. <laughs> yeah. This was the dude who was the head coach at Florida during the T-Bill years. And then Ohio State. And then yeah, somehow. Then we know what happened in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay, other Yikes. signings that the Broncos have made are not nearly as exciting as those two guys. Uh, ben Braden is an offensive guard. He's just some offensive line depth. Eric Tomlinson is a really good blocking tight end by all accounts, but he's still just a blocking tight end. He's a smaller, lighter, much more athletic offensive tackle, basically. Um, the Broncos did sign Tom Compton from San Francisco. Uh, he will probably be competing for the starting right tackle gig. He started the final seven games and all three playoff games for San Francisco. So he knows this, uh, you know, Shanahan West Coast style mm-hmm. offense. Um, he's been in the NFL for, I believe this will be his 10th year. So he's been around okay. um, and, and he's got some time under his belt. Uh, we brought in a backup quarterback, Josh Johnson. Who's I also, missed this. Okay. He's also been in the NFL for a while. Uh, last year he was with Baltimore and the New York Jets. Um, he's filled in for an injured quarterback in New York, and he threw for 317 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception in just just one game appearance. How old is he? Josh Johnson. Uh, he also started one game for Baltimore. He's older than me. Is he really? Yeah. That's really old. That's not what that was supposed <laughs> hey. to sound like. <laughs> Um, he did start one game for Baltimore in 2021 where he threw for 304 yards, two touchdowns and one. So is he the number two? Like, forgive me. We had like Teddy and drew are gone. So is he the number two? Probably so. Okay. Uh, Mm. it seems like, I mean, obviously it's going to be Russ at the top. Um, currently we have Brett Rippon. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like he'll probably get relegated to like the practice squad role. Uh, and Josh Johnson should be the backup. Okay. Um, and none of it's going to matter because outside of those three preseason games, knock on wood, we're not going to see him again. Um, but, you know, you like the, the flashy numbers that he put up in 2021. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we, I mean, we could have gotten Colt McCoy for that, but, you know, Arizona <laughs> did their thing. Hook him. Uh, Broncos sign Alex Singleton. Linebacker from Philadelphia. He led the Eagles in tackles last year. Um, 
I didn't think this was that big of a deal. I thought he was kind of a depth guy and a special teams captain sort of uh, candidate. Um, but just today, Mike Kliss, Broncos insider for Nine News, reported that the Broncos will try Baron Browning outside. He'll be a second-year linebacker. Um, everyone kind of had him penciled in as a starter next to Josie Jewell. But uh, now it looks like they're going to put Browning on the edge play him an outside linebacker and Singletary will play inside. I got to say, I don't like this one. Singleton. Yeah. Singleton. I, uh, you did a thing just reading off my notes. I, I typed it wrong <laughs> earlier. I do a little bit scripted here and there. Sorry. <laughs> um, it feels like a mistake to me that the Broncos are going to move Baron. Um, because he did a good job at inside linebacker last year. I don't like the idea of moving a guy in his second year and making right. him learn like had a different success. thing. Right. Yeah. But so, it's a new, new coaching staff, so new yeah. scheme potentially, right? I mean. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm not going to condemn it yet. They could still draft an inside linebacker. There are a handful of dudes in the second to third range that I kind of like. Um, one of them I like because he has a kind of a funny name, and he's from Wyoming, and I haven't watched any of his games. But he's like fits in in this region. Let's hear it. Chad Muma. I like that. I like but, Chad uh, Muma. Yeah, I went to University of Wyoming, so sort of a hometown guy. Yeah. Um, and everyone falls for that, you know? God, this is like, uh, this is so tough for me being like the, the poorly informed football guy because I just, you hear all this, but. I just want to see those results. Like I just, <laughs> you know, it, I have such a hard time and I don't know, like, I'd be curious to know, like anyone out there that's listening, like how much do these, you know, I don't want to say like kind of side signings or like peripheral players. Well, I mean, yeah, like how much are these, how much are these like tipping scales? Like, especially in this division, the AFC West, that is going to be the freaking gauntlet, right? Mm -hmm. Like how much, how much are we supposed to be excited by any of this or how much is this just like, well, of course they did no, that. Like I, I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to how to react. You're right. You're like, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Most of and these should be hopefully you, low impact. You, you've signings. honestly made me since the beginning of this episode till now more stressed about, <laughs> about the Broncos. And I was sitting there at 10 and seven as my prediction. And in, in the last episode, we talked about the Broncos and now you're feeling like and now I'm off? more stressed given that we're playing everyone in the west twice like i don't know man yeah like russell wilson's good but i wasn't gonna say it i'm gonna say it but dr man like <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm insane uh, oh I'm but like you next just, time you, you have stressed me out more i'm coming at you with numbers next time of why you need to forget dr at least forget okay. russell wilson's 2021 dr i would love to Okay, I'm then gonna figure I, it out. Then I need to come at you with. Well, see, the thing is, I don't actually, as I mentioned, I don't actually believe that Russell Wilson is not very good. Like, I don't actually believe yeah, because that. because no sane but, person, but no sane person that. would. And <laughs> but I, okay, no, you're right. Let's do that. I think next time you need to come at me and you need to challenge me on my pessimism, whether it's of Russell Wilson's performance, which yeah. admittedly isn't a hundred percent true that i'm actually that pessimistic on his well, dude, let's let's throw away what i've got right here but let me say just one more signing that the broncos made is it gonna make me sad 
No, it'll make you happy because okay. this one I actually called for uh, the last time we recorded and we talked about like looking ahead to free agency. Yes. Um, so before the Ross episode, uh, I told you that I wanted the Broncos to bring back one inside linebacker. They did go out and sign Josie Jewell, and I'm pretty. That's pumped. right. You had already mentioned him in the. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. So that's a yes. that's a good that's signing. A, that's positive. And you know, look, um, Tomlinson, the the tight end I mentioned before, he'll be a positive impact. He's going to help open things up for. Uh, Javante Williams, um, DJ Jones. As if he needs it, yeah, right. DJ Jones, he's gonna be a positive impact. He can get after the uh, passer, so he can help push things up the middle, which will open things up for Randy Gregory and hopefully a healthy Bradley Chubb to right. attack off the edges. Um, Russell Wilson is the biggest difference maker that, until Deshaun Watson, anybody made in all of free agency or the surrounding time um like the broncos got significantly better we should be excited about the broncos even if they go into the season with um tom compton and calvin anderson competing for the starting right tackle job they should be average at right tackle and across the rest of the line they're at least average so this is a step up from what Russ had last year, and it's many steps up from what the Broncos, what the Broncos had. Yeah. had last yeah. year in terms of quarterback right. play. And it's just a matter of the rest of the AFC and specifically the division, right? Like, here's here's part of it too. All of these other teams made huge moves and exciting moves, and they got the big names and whatever. The Broncos kind of didn't have to do that. One of the things I was really upset about last year... Except at quarterback, they had to. Well, one of the things I was really upset about last year was that they built this team, and I think I said this when we were recording before the Russell Wilson trade. They built this team like it was complete, but it didn't have a quarterback. And that is they the, had that is the football outsider's headline going into the 2021 season was a quarterback away. Yep. And so as long as... And, and, and what I'm hearing is that it's the opposite, but like what I need to be telling myself is that as long as there's not significant downgrades on the peripheral mm-hmm. we have we are no longer I, i'm saying we now look at me i'm so uh, proud of you we're no longer a quarterback away yeah that's not the problem anymore so okay okay i'm feeling better here's now. the thing thank you i'm feeling better now i'm my favorite part of the nfl season is the nfl offseason I love weirdo. It's super weird. It's stupid, especially because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) I just enjoy it. Um, I love the like hope springs putting the pieces together and and building the team. And absolutely, the the orange Kool Aid fountain runneth over. Yes, you can dream. (laughs) It's fun to dream, right? Um, It's even more fun to dream when there's legitimacy behind it. But dude, like, I'm telling you, there are so many reasons to be excited. I know I was really boring. I just went through a whole a list of a bunch of names that mean nothing to you. Maybe the listener. Well, they do now. They mean something to me now, and that's but, but, that's why I'm here. <laughs> like, and people who are listening, both of them, <laughs> either <laughs> don't give a shit, or they follow all this stuff on a daily basis anyway. So that's on me. I had bad content just now. No, I don't think so. I think what <laughs> but, it, because I'm not aware of this. I think that's that's part of what we're doing here is is getting. My poorly informed self to understand every like everyone everyone and their mom that lives in Denver. My wife even knows 
now who Russell Wilson is. It's mm-hmm. these things on the periphery that if I'm going to truly enjoy the sport, I'm going to have to understand. Um, and and I think that's what's important here. But I, I just want to say the AFC West stuff specifically is what made me be like, oh, oh I don't know. We have Russ now. But DR. <laughs> but look, man, we got Russ now, but we've had Cortland Sutton. We've had Tim Patrick. Both of those dudes, by the way, uh, converted part of their um, salary into a signing bonus. So they cleared up between the two of them two and a half million dollars in cap space oh, wow. so the Broncos okay. can make some more uh, moves. So we have Javante Williams. Go those dudes. We got Javante Williams. We got Jerry Judy, who hasn't had a chance to break out yet. Right. Because he's had bad quarterbacks. Yes. Um, and he's been injured. But uh, we got KJ Hamler coming off a torn ACL. He's going to run really fast, really far, and Russell Wilson's going to hit him in stride for 60 yard bombs. Like, that's going to happen. Mm. Um, the Broncos have Albert Okwebunam, who's. You did it. Awesome. You didn't say Albert O. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> he's awesome. He's going to be even better because he's going to have a better quarterback throwing at him. Yeah. Um, and a year of experience. Right. And Well, actually, yeah, just, I don't know. Regardless, he'll be An better. An extra year of experience on <laughs> Sorry. You know what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, on the defensive side, like, we didn't have to get that much better. The Broncos have to go out and sign a corner. Uh, I want to go get Bryce Callahan back. George Payton said they're talking to his agent. So they're trying to get Bryce Callahan back. They're trying to get Kareem Jackson back, Ooh. again, per uh, George Payton. You bring those two guys back, and you have most of your defense from last year. Um, Bradley Chubb, please stay healthy. Because mm-hmm. when Bradley Chubb is healthy, he's a damn good football player who does exactly what he was drafted to do. He's hit the quarterback uh, 21 and 19 times in his healthy seasons. Um, so he gets there. <sighs> I'm running out of breath because I'm like, getting excited now i'm like getting animated like don't let me being boring get you down on this team because well there's gonna be some excitement you dragged me down and now now you're pulling me back up you know you're you're pulling me up for some air i'm feeling better we got a couple of like details to figure out but you know what we're in year one of the russ era the broncos have said that there's nothing imminent in terms of extending him, but they didn't trade for him for a rental, so he will get extended in Denver. Sounds like he wants to be here, too. We're in year one. Things are going to go how they go this year. Year two and beyond, that's when you really want to hit every signing, hit at every position, uh, and and really start maximizing uh, what you're doing. Your, your window, right? Right. And it gets a little worrying when you're talking about a dude who's going to turn 34 during the season. Um, but did it with he's Peyton, not old. Right? Like, I mean, we did it with, we did it with we an old man Peyton before. We here when he was 35. Yeah. Like, we've done, this recipe is uh, tried and true. I mean, I know the league's different. Um, I know it's a very different quarterback. But Tom Brady is 43, and he's still playing, damn it. Right. I forgot. He's coming back. Jerk. Just go away. You can't let us have anything nice. God. That's all I got, man. You had to end it on Tom Brady news. What's wrong with you? Okay, let me end it on this. I mentioned that uh, Coach Hackett 
opened his presser with saying, yo, Russell Wilson, and then having to physically stop himself from swearing into a hot mic. Yes. He followed that up with, I'm excited to meet him. I was probably more excited to meet his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Broncos Nation on that note. Broncos country. Country. That's right. I'm thinking of the Red Sox. Uh, I'm clearly joining uh, Broncos continent here. Uh, so I'd like Bronco to be land. welcome to Bronco land to uh, all of this fun. Uh, no, but seriously, Aaron, thanks for um, thanks for walking me through this stuff. I mean, I, I, I am I am legitimately excited. I just think that I am such a sports pessimist overall, which is why I've kind of acted the way I have these past few episodes. But um, hopefully it makes for fun content, guys. And it's not really contrived at all on my end. I am legitimately just a pessimistic sports person. <laughs> um so you don't have to reassure people that you're a Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I am. I'm sorry, guys. And if you listen to the previous episode we just put out about baseball, you'll get even more Debbie Downer Kutch. <laughs> so if you really want some of that, uh, make sure to hit up our previous episode on baseball. Um, Aaron, glad we got to talk a little Broncos today. Glad we got onto basketball. I didn't talk basketball because I don't want to continue my Debbie Downer reputation. Um, but, um, we got a long way to go in this off season here for the Broncos and, um, I'm already itching for just a game, like bring on the fall, dude. Quick basketball update. The Mavericks are currently leading the Timberwolves. So Luca and company. So they took care of that leak. Doing was Denver. Apparently, yeah, they had a rain right. delay, I heard, because Dallas is going to Dallas. I'm going to have to look into that and find out what it was all about. But but it looks like they're doing the Nuggets some favors. So, all right, uh, good. Thanks, Luca. Thanks, Luca. Appreciate you. All right. And also, Aaron, let's go Broncos. We're going to win the AFC West. Let's go! to follow us on Twitter at Aatencio91 at Cutchin and at PI Sports Show Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for our track Ready, Aim, Fire This has been The Poorly Informed Sports Show